and this is the single mama purpose i am coming back to continue the discussion on discipleship 101 tonight's episode is going to be speaking on the father the son and the holy spirit okay if you've listened to the previous uh episode you know i am in a particular book it's called the new christian's handbook um and last episode was chapter one so for this episode we are in chapter two uh this is also this episode is being brought to you by kingdom gals ministries okay um and i'm just gonna go ahead and jump right in and continue the discussion uh if you are a new believer a new christian um then you will probably have questions about what you're supposed to do, how your life is supposed to be, how your walk is supposed to be. I know those are the things that I thought about when I was a new Christian, when I was first going back into um, walking right and living right for God. Um, I had similar questions. Um, And this is why... I'm doing this because I know there are other people out there who want to know what they are supposed to be doing, uh, how their life is supposed to change. But before you get to that, you want to have an understanding of what everything is, you know, who God is. You know, that's what we talked about last week, um, last week, I'm sorry, last episode. Um, You know, who is God? Okay, so this episode, we are talking about Father, Son, Holy Spirit, okay? And the title of chapter two is, What is the Trinity? Um, So it starts out by saying, God is one, God is three, the Father initiates, provides, and protects, okay? And there's a quote here from Lewis Everly, not too sure who he is, Um, But his quote says, God does not live in isolation, not in the solitude of a single person, but three persons in one essence. Believing the impossible. In Lewis Carroll's Alice Through the Looking Glass, a companion volume to Alice in the Wonderland, Alice is asked to believe something that is impossible. Alice replies, one can't believe impossible things. The white queen fires back that of course one can believe impossible things if one tries hard enough. She herself has made it a habit of believing six impossible things each day before breakfast. The doctrine of the Trinity seems impossible to believe. Overly simplified, it says that God is one and yet three. A person could be excused for stumbling over the mathematics of it. Surely, if something is one, it cannot be three, or vice versa. Nevertheless, the doctrine of the Trinity has stood for centuries and is stoutly defended as one of the fundamentals of the faith. But where did the doctrine come from? The word Trinity never occurs in the Bible, but we come to the conclusion of the Trinity simply by endeavoring to to be faithful to Scripture. The Bible says there is only one God, yet the New Testament calls not only the Father God, but also Jesus as a Holy Spirit God. The doctrine of the Trinity is simply an effort to put these statements together. God is one. The Old Testament emphasizes that there is only one true God, and he is alone 
and he alone is to be worshipped. Excuse me. You shall have no other gods before me. God declared in the Ten Commandments. Exodus 23. Forty years later, by the inspiration of God, Moses declared, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Deuteronomy 6, 4-5. through five. The concept of one God is reinforced, reinforced in the New Testament. There is no other God but one. 1 Corinthians 8, 4. There is one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in you all. Ephesians 4, 6. You believe that there is one God, you do well. James 2.19 These Old and New Testament passages state clearly that there is only one true God. God is three. On the other hand, the New Testament also recognizes God, Jesus, as God. When he appeared to his disciples after his crucifixion and resurrection and revealed to Thomas the scars in his hand and side, Thomas replied, My Lord and my God. John 20, verse 28. Earlier in that same gospel, John 8, 58, we learn that Jesus claimed deity for himself. Also in Titus 2, 13, Jesus is called our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. Throughout the New Testament, Jesus is presented as God. Concerning the Holy Spirit in Acts 5, 3, 4, the Spirit is equated with God. Also, the Holy Spirit has some of the same attributes as God, such as omniscience, 1 Corinthians 2, 10, and omnipresence, Psalm 139, 7. Moreover, he participated in the creation of the world, Genesis 1, 2, along with the Father and Son, Colossians 1 15 16. Then it gives you something to think about. It says, Think about it. If you don't have an accurate picture of God, you may not think highly enough of Jesus and the Holy Spirit, not believing that they are equal to God the Father. You may not understand that you have similar rich relationships with other people as you imitate the Godhead. You may not realize how much God loves you and how much he has done in providing salvation for you. Add to all this the fact that in 2 Corinthians 13, 14, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are linked together in a benediction. Furthermore, in Matthew 28, 19, the three are linked together in the Great Commission. These and more evidences link the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as co-equal, co-eternal members of the Trinity. The doctrine of the Trinity is a vital doctrine. You cannot remain true to the teachings of the scripture and hold to another position. Admittedly, it is a mystery, and our finite minds will never be able fully to comprehend an infinite mind. But it's not a muddle to God, and in the day when we will understand all things, it will become clear to us as well. The Father initiates, provides, and protects. The first person in the Trinity is God the Father. The Apostle John recorded these words of Jesus, Do not labor for the food which perishes for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you. 
because God the Father has set his seal on him. John 6, 27. Peter supported this when he mentioned God the Father in 1 Peter 1, 2. Each person in the Trinity has a distinct role to play. The role of the Father is to initiate relationships and plans, playing the lead role in the Trinity, as well as to provide and protect his own. First, in John 6, 8, we see God's authoritative role of, of initiating. For I have come, I'm sorry, yeah, for I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Creation was a father's idea, and he set it in motion. It was he who initiated a plan for intimate fellowship with his created beings. Second in Matthew 7, 7 and 11, we read, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. If you then, be, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? In this, we see a second role of God the Father, provider. Finally, in John 10, 27 through 29, we read, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Never shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. In this passage, we see a three, I'm sorry, see a third characteristic of the role of God the Father in the Trinity, which is that of protector. The roles of Son and Holy Spirit integrate with the role of the Father, whose plan is being worked out in history. In conclusion, fathering is no easy task. I heard of one father who got a letter from his daughter in college. It read, Dear Dad, I have decided to drop out of college. I am failing everything anyway and have come to realize that college is irrelevant. What does a degree mean anyway? I mean, it's a piece of paper. I have met a wonderful man, Gordo, who was a drummer in a rock and roll band. We are going to get married and live in a commune in Oregon. We'll let you know when we get settled. Well, we'll love to have you and mom come visit us and gain greater cosmic consciousness. Love, Susan. P.S. None of the above is true, but I did get a D in chemistry and I do need $100. <laughs> oh, yes. Fathering is a great challenge and if done well, a rare art form. Great mothering is just as much a challenge and as rare and as rare an art form, of course, but fathering happens to be the subject of this chapter. Our Heavenly Father is the perfect Father. He is our great leader. He is our great protector. He is our great provider. God is more loving, more caring, more wise, more knowledgeable, more zealous to provide for and protect, and more capable of fathering than any earthly father could be. Hebrews 12, 9 through 10. Okay. And it, said, it has questions. So I'm going to ask these questions, and you guys can think about these as you go through what I just shared, okay? What was your understanding of the Trinity before you read this chapter? Has your understanding of the Trinity changed? For me, I knew about the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit already. 
I know that they are um, one. Um, I've learned that um, back in elementary school, when I was in a Catholic school, so, you know, we uh, learned religion. Um, we learned about um, when we pray, we're supposed to pray um, to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So that's something that I've known for years, but it was um, never really broken down. So while I knew about them, I did not know at the time that um, they were all three. But going, growing up and going through church and reading on my own and reading the Bible, all this, what I just shared with you guys, makes sense. Um, second question. What seems to you to be the most important so what regarding the truth of the Trinity? Okay. I don't understand that one. Maybe you guys do. Okay. Third question. What do you like most about the roles of God, the Father, and the Trinity? What do you think is more important, is the more important truth about God, the Father roles? What I liked and what I love is that, where was it at? Uh, Where was it? Where was it? Where was it? Where was it at? This is it. The Father initiates, provides, and protects. That is um, what I love about um, the roles of God and being the Father in Trinity. That is it right there. Because He provides, He protects, and He initiates. Okay? Um... And the initiating part, let me read that to get again for you guys, um, is John 6, 38. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Okay, so he, that's his, um, that's how he initiates. He sent Jesus to come down and initiate the process for us um, to let us know what we are supposed to do. Jesus came down here to show us how to be disciples, to show us how to walk this path, to show us how to um, still live in the world but not be of the world. Um, but that's, for me, that's what I get out of that. Um, what else, what else, what else? What do you think is a more important truth about God the Father roles? Protection. I think that's, you know, something because he protects us. In this world, we're going to have trials. We're going to have tribulations. We're going to have the enemy hot on our trail, but he protects us. Even though we have to go through that stuff, even though we have to go through the valley of the shadow of death, we we have to go through these crooked paths. He's going to make our crooked paths straight. So just because we are Christians doesn't mean that we're not going to have trouble. We're not going to have trials. We're not going to have tribulations. We're not going to have people trying us. But we have someone that's going to um, initiate his role in our lives. And he's going to cover and protect us through whatever we have to go through. Okay? So that's it for me. Um, But yeah. What is the Trinity? God. Holy Spirit. 
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He's three. God is three. Um, so that is chapter two. What is the Trinity? And the book that I'm reading out of is New Christian's Handbook, Everything Believers Need to Know by Max Anders. And it's important to know this type of stuff. It's important to know um, what a discipleship a disciple is, what discipleship means. Um, because if you don't know, then you're not, you're going to be just walking blindly and you don't want to just be walking into anything blindly. You want to know um, what is expected of you. And I was talking to someone the other day and I'm like, you know, every church should have discipleship classes because every person that walks through them doors, um, walks through those doors are not going to know what they are to do. They're not going to know everything about the Bible because everyone doesn't read the Bible. There are some people that they think just coming to church, that's just going to be enough. You have to be, you have to equip yourself to deal with the enemy, to deal with things that are unseen, you know, the um, principalities and the, the evilness, evilness that is in this world. If I could talk right, you have to equip yourself. You know, so just going to church and going to Bible study is not enough. They have to know what a disciple is. They have to know what discipleship means and everything that comes with that. How are you going to be serving someone and you don't even know who he is? You don't even know that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus, onto this earth to give his life for us. How can you um, fully walk right if you don't even know who it is that you are serving you don't even know who you are um, accepting into your life so this um, subject of discipleship is very important for me because when I was a new Christian I had so many questions and so many questions that I had to get answered on my own because just going to church wasn't enough for me I wanted more. I wanted to be more. Um, and I believe that when you know more, then yes, you should do more. But you also want to um, share it with others. You want to be encouraging to others. You want to inspire others. You want to empower others. Okay? So this is me doing that. Um, and I will continue to do this. Um as much as I can and uh, various things if you have been listening to my podcast you know I come on and I share a variety of things for um, for our Christian journey and me sharing is not me being a know-it-all or anything like that because this is stuff that I, I'm learning uh, sometimes like as I go along um, there was a um, book that I had shared on um, sometime last year I think was The Crushing uh, T.D. Jakes, and, um, you know, and that basically was about just things that did that's going to crush you, you know, things that you, in your Christian journey, you know, and just helping you get through that, and just knowing that it is a process that you have to go through, so there's, it just, it's just so much that um, comes with being a Christian, and I want to be able to share as much as possible to help the next person, 
because I didn't have too many people that came into my life and helped me. I had to do a lot of studying um, and praying and just going through things on my own to really get to know stuff. Um, and you wouldn't think that it's like you would think there would be so many people just wanting to share and wanting to encourage and wanting to help you. Um, but that has not been my story. Um, and I don't want to be that way to anybody else. So I'm going to do everything that I can to help other people, to help other Christians, to help new believers. Um, and even people that are, um, you know, maybe further along in church, but just don't know as much as they should. Okay, so that is my purpose. Um, and I hope that you guys have been enjoying these podcasts. I've seen you guys listen. I see the numbers. So I'm just, I'm thankful that I'm able to do this. I'm thankful for um, everyone that is listening, um, that will continue to listen. And um, any if there's anything that you guys want me to, to share on after I'm done with this discipleship thing, because this, this book is kind of thick. <laughs> so it's going to be a while before I'm off of this. Oh, wow. Yeah, there are 30, wow. 36 chapters in this book and we're going through all of these chapters even if I have to double up we're getting through this book because there's a lot of good stuff in here and I'm probably going to learn some new stuff as well so I'm excited okay I'm very excited and I oh I didn't finish everything in the there was a prayer back here so excuse me let me give you guys this prayer and then I'm going to uh, go ahead and close out so it wants to um uh, share 2 Corinthians 13, 14. It actually says memorize that. So memorize 2 Corinthians 13, 14. Let me just see if I can get that really quickly. I have my Bible here with me. Um, if I could get to that and share. So we'll all be on the same page. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. There we go. Wait. Is that right? 2 Corinthians 13. 14. That's weird. That is weird. Okay, let me give the prayer. Uh, Dear Lord, thank you for creating me in your image. Thank you that I can have the same type of relationships with others that you have within the Trinity, though imperfectly, of course. And thank you that I can look forward to an eternity of perfect relationships with other people and with you. How wonderful that is and how grateful I am. Amen. So that's the prayer of the book. I'm going to pray a prayer um, for us. Uh, Father God, I just want to thank you. For allowing me to continue to come on and do this podcast, Lord God, giving me the, the, the strength and just the um, ability to want to continue to do this, Father God, um, continuing to um, push through and make time to do this, Lord God, because you know we can have so many distractions in our lives and that will get us off track and we just forget about 
the the things that we are called to do, Lord God, that you have placed in our hearts to do. And sometimes we do get off track. So I, I thank you, Lord, for allowing me to get back on track, Lord God. I thank you for everyone that has continued to listen to these podcasts, Father God. I just pray that they are getting something out of these podcasts, Lord God. Everything that you have allowed me to share, Father God, thus far from the, the beginning of this podcast in 2019, Lord God, I'm thankful that you place it on my heart to do this, Father God, I'm thankful, Lord God, that you just give me um, the ability to be able to speak what I need to speak, Lord God, and just the, the passion to want to help others, Lord God, for your kingdom. Um, just bless every single person, Lord, that will listen to this podcast, Lord God, that has listened to the previous podcast, Lord God, and that will listen to future podcasts, Father God. Lord God, just touch them, Lord, from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, Lord God. Protect their mind, protect their soul, protect their body, protect their spirit, Father God. And let's continue to favor them and bless them in everything that they do, Father God. Continue to build them up, Lord God, and just continue to want to continue for them um to have the the um just continue to want to learn more about you lord god and more learn more about your word father god and just for them to have that um just want to be right for your kingdom be right within themselves father god so they can be right for uh, other people that are going to want to know about you, Father God. So, Lord, us in the mighty and marvelous name of your Son, Jesus, that we pray, Lord. Amen. Thank you, everyone, again for listening. Um, uh, I will be back on, uh, hopefully, next week <laughs> to give you the next chapter in this book. Um, and while you're on here listening, go back and listen to previous ones. Um, if you um, are a reader, I am a self-published author. You can find all my books on Amazon under Tamara McCarthy. Um, my website, uh, Um You can check me out on um, Instagram, Single Mama Purpose. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and my Kingdom Gals ministries uh facebook group and again thank you and we will be speaking again shortly have a good evening